Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Planet of Junior High Ministry podcast, where we are all about junior high ministry. Let's be real. Junior high seems like a completely different world in of itself. Although the junior high phase of life is different, unique, constantly changing, and very awkward at times, there is still ministry to be done. This is a place where we want to equip youth workers and share practical ideas about junior high ministry for you to take back to the context of your ministry. Thank you for your heart to lead the next generation and for jumping into the planet of junior high ministry. Here is your host, Tucker Music. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Planet of Junior High Ministry. Uh, if you are anything like me, everything has changed from day to day. So, I, again, I apologize for the lack of podcasts over the past couple of weeks. But I want to talk about something that's hopefully encouraging to some of us. And some of us were in these beginning phases. It depends on where you are in the country, where you are in the world. But today, I want to talk about reopening. And what I want to do specifically is I want to talk about reopening when it be, when it comes to how the junior high ministry, your middle school ministry, fits in with your family ministry from birth all the way up to high school. So I'm going to talk about three things to consider to think through when reopening your student ministry. Okay, number one, meet with the other next-gen ministries. So this is something that we have been doing at our church so our junior high and high school ministries are actually, we're having a summer conference and in-house three-night uh, event for our 7th through 12th grade students. That is happening July 22nd. But as we're talking to our lead pastor and our other next-gen ministries, our reopening strategy for the other ministries needs to follow pretty close behind that, right? Because you don't want to be the ministry that has one student of a family meeting and then the ministry, say, a preteen minister, elementary ministry of the student of the family doesn't meet for a couple more weeks, right? So you and the other next-gen ministries, and when I mean next-gen ministries, I mean the birth, so your preschool all the way up to high school ministries, need to be on the same page. And a big, um, I wouldn't say source of conflict, but a big conversation that we had to had was with our preteen ministry. So our preteen elementary and preschool ministries all have programming on our weekend services. We have our first service starting on Thursday night, and then we have two services on Sunday now during all this um, COVID pandemic, right? But our preteen ministry also has Wednesday night services. So the conversation to be on the same page with everybody to actually think of how do, how does this affect the family unit with our reopening process? The question was how do we have because we have a multi-use facility so both 456 our preteen ministry and the junior high ministry have a very similar common space. They both have their um, individual spaces, but since we're multi-use facility, we can easily make the two different rooms that the two different ministries meet into one room. And I actually set up the chairs of what does it look like for social distancing? What could we expect to have on a Wednesday night based on what we're having people sign up for this summer conference, right? Because my thought is if we have this many students paying to come to church, I think we'll have a a couple more students come when it's free, right? Um, So the conversation was how do we serve families with all the different ministries functioning as one family ministry. 
So our preteen ministry actually had to sacrifice Wednesday nights because we believe to serve those preteen families, a better way to do that is with the entire family unit coming on a weekend service. And as far as all of our next-gen ministries, we have a RSVP and a acknowledgement waiver that families, that the parents, that the guardians, that families will actually sign before they will drop their student off. And the verbiage that we're using for these uh, for these waivers, for these RSVP, it's the same from preschool all the way up to high school. What we're communicating with parents is the same from preschool all the way up to high school. What we're doing from preschool to high school is also mimicking what we are as a church are doing as a whole. Because you don't want to be a ministry that's a church within a church, right? You don't want to silo yourself. You don't want to be that guy, right? Um, so that's what that's number one. I encourage you to collaborate with the other next gen ministries and develop a plan together. Okay, number two, do what the schools are doing. Or if if you don't want, let me rephrase that. Ask what the schools are doing in your local community. So our schools are actually starting uh, that first week in August, that first and second week of August, our community schools are. And they have released their guidelines. They have released what they're asking for their staff, what they're asking for their administration, what they're asking students to do. One school is requiring students to wear masks. So these students who are going into your ministry are going to go into a school environment with all these different guidelines, with these safety measures. So what I believe we should do as ministries is to look at these guidelines, look at these measures that schools are putting in place, and adapt them to our environment. I mean, obviously, some of your, our spaces can't merit six feet uh, social distancing. Um, obviously, a classroom environment can't do that as well. But if a school is going to social distance the best that it can... I believe that we as the church serving these communities better social distance as best as we can. For me personally, um, looking at our uh, ministry area, our environment for our junior high students, uh, we actually have to use double the space now. The stage is actually going to be in the middle of the room because we are going to social distance because these are what the schools are going to do. Schools are requiring their staff and administration to wear masks. We're going to require our staff and volunteers in our teams to wear masks. And you, when it comes to loving your neighbor well, you never want to be the church, the ministry that's doing the exact opposite of what your students are going to experience at school. You don't want to talk out both sides of your mouth when it comes to, to serving the schools and to serving your church. So that's number two. I would really, really look, if you don't have that relationship with the schools, start that relationship with the schools and see, hey, what are you guys doing come August, September? When are you opening? What does that look like? What does that look like for your uh, kindergarten through third grade? What does that look like for junior high students? And really, really consider about putting the same measures that schools are putting into place into your ministry. And obviously, listen to health health officials, what the CDC is providing for your state, for your community, and obviously uh, put into the safety measures that you need to put into place that can guarantee a safe and healthy environment for a student to walk in. Okay, number three, over-communicate with parents about your reopening plan. You never want a parent to show up, or you don't want a parent to show up, 
this these next coming coming weeks if you haven't already opened and have no idea what to expect. What we are doing on our church's end is we have a we sent a text blast out, we sent an email list out, we sent um, social media, and this is overarching general church information. And then what we're doing in the specific ministries is with the parents' information that we have, we're sending them a text. We're sending them an email. We're blasting our social media. I'm posting in our parent Facebook group pretty regularly. You want to over-communicate your plan so students, parents, and families can be, I guess, understanding of what to walk into when it comes into this new normal. Because obviously, and I hope that you guys are putting into measures things that are different than what we were used to a couple months ago, six, seven months ago, to ensure a safe environment, a healthy environment for your students. And that's another great way to just serve families is to over-communicate. Um, they, obviously, there can be, we have the spam emails, right? But with something so sensitive and something so vital as our reopening plan, I think that is something that we need to over-communicate heavily, that we need to over-communicate with students, over-communicate with parents, with families, with guardians of just what we're going to do, what students and families can expect of their when their student walks into our environment, when they walk in onto our church campus. So they're not blindsided by what the new normal looks like. So over-communicate your your measures your, and over-communicate the expectations that students can have when they walk in to your environment. Obviously, this doesn't encompass everything. Um, this is going to be a, just a few-minute podcast, right? But I hope it challenged you to think of a few things when it comes to reopening and not just to go blindly into, hey, we're going back to normal. Forget uh, that this coronavirus doesn't uh, for, forget that it exists. Like, um, no, we got to have a mentality of safety and that we as a church need to be above reproach and we need to take the extra measures, even if some people are uncomfortable, not uncomfortable with it, but they may not like it because it's not what they're used to. We need to do everything that we can to provide a safe environment for our students. And that means meeting with our different next-gen ministries. That means talking to the schools and seeing what kind of measures they're going to implement into their school facility. And that means over-communicating with parents. But again, I hope this has challenged you. I hope this has given you a couple of things to think about with your team, with your staff, as you reopening into into what this new normal looks like. But guys, thank you for everything you are doing. You are definitely doing amazing kingdom work, even in the middle of this craziness and this pandemic, in the middle of unknown and uncertainty. So guys, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for leading. Thank you for what you guys are doing for your students, for your families who are connected to your church. And again, thank you for jumping on the planet of junior high ministry. Hey guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Planet of Junior High Ministry podcast. We'd love to connect with you. Check out planetofjuniorhighministry.com. Yes, we have a blog and has a lot of different resources, a lot of different blogs where they can help equip you as youth workers. Maybe it's something insightful. Maybe it's something a little bit helpful. Hey, check it out. We'd love to connect with you on social media as well. Check out Planet of Junior High Ministry on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you want to have a place, if you want to have a community, search for the Planet of Junior High Ministry Facebook group. This is where we share ideas, encouragement, and where we come together as other junior high youth workers and share and collaborate with each other. This is a space for 
If you're a junior high pastor, middle school pastor, eighth grade small group leader, wherever you fall in the realm of junior high ministry, we would love to invite you into this group. Again, check us out at planetofjuniorhighministry.com and Planet of Junior High Ministry on Facebook and Instagram. Again, thank you for listening to another episode of the Planet of Junior High Ministry. We hope this was helpful, insightful, and just maybe something new for you guys to hear. Thank y'all.